Hello, and welcome to the Marvelous Cinema Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your other co-host, Matthew. And today, we are discussing directors that we would like to see do some comic book movies. Um, mm. These are kind of like a pipe dream sort of things. Um, at least on my side, it's very like kind of an idea that is that it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, they're but... sort of yeah, a plucking them out of nowhere. Fingers crossed, but no expectations. Yeah, um, but yeah. Before that, just let you know that we do have a Instagram account at Marvelous Cinema Podcast where we do uh, reviews during the week and every uh, podcast uh, usually every week. Um, at the moment. I think we're just doing random reviews at the moment because we just finished recently our Spider-Man kind mm. of filmography review. Mm. And uh, we just had a break. We're back from a break. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> back from a deserved break because mm. life. Um, <laughs> it gets in the way. What doesn't get yeah. in the way? It happens. You know? It just happens around us. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, also I've got a Twitter account at Cinema Marvelous. We'll do the same thing over there essentially just on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, uh, reviews during the week and a weekly podcast uh feel free to you know message us or comment on anything or like us or whatever um mm. very much appreciated as well as give us a review on any podcast service you're listening to mm. that'd be very much uh appreciated yeah um but yeah do you want to get started with your we'll first um i suppose it's only right that we m- m- maybe mention this um i don't want to bring people down by going on about it a lot but <laughs> since we are doing comic book um things it might be just worth mentioning that, you know, um, pass our wishes on to the, the Donner family. Oh, yeah, of course. Because uh, Richard Donner sadly passed away, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Which is very sad because he's he's had an imma- immense impact on comic book films. And, you know, there's a, there's a little clip that was doing the rounds recently from Kevin Feige. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, he rewrote the book on, on showing people that he could do origin superhero mm-hmm. films. And, you know, we... I think we we've covered the Superman films on mm-hmm. here, and you know their impact is is immense. I think I just wanted to just wanted to just wanted to say that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, speaking of comic book directors, uh, do you want me to go first with one? Or yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so one of the ones that sort of immediately came to me near this topic was Dennis Villeneuve. Oh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. It's, it, it's one that I could, you know, can maybe see him doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the directors who you think never are gonna never gonna do a comic book film, I generally think of older ones. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like younger ones that are more more open to it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't think it's likely Danny Villeneuve will do one because he's he's on with his big epic sci-fi films, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building up from Arrival to Blade Runner now to to June, which you don't get much bigger than sci-fi for that, do you? Without really, without no. being in a main franchise, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he would do. I think it would definitely have to be a very sci-fi one. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much point giving him, giving him I don't know, Black Widow. For example, <laughs> yeah, um, and for that reason, I've gone with sort of abstract one, one that I'm actually not that familiar with, but I know a little bit about it. And I would say maybe a Batman Beyond. Oh, okay, so um, like a Blade Runner Batman film, <laughs> basically, and just do have him have him be able to bring his Greg Greg Fre- Greg Fraser or however the surname mm-hmm. is pronounced 
yeah. um, or any of Roger Deakins or any of the like brilliant cinematographers who work for him. Just bring us another vibrant sci-fi world, and I think that I think that I think he'd do very well at that. And I think he'd be one of those directors that would definitely be doing like a one and done. I don't think there'd be a sequel to it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Yorker situation. <laughs> it would definitely be a case of it being a one-off. But I think I just think he, he could he could bring something to it. Because while sci-fi is sort of associated with comic book films, there's never really been that one thing that... It's, it's always superhero movie first, then sci-fi. Mm-hmm. If, 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 you were, if you were to say, what genre is Avengers? You'd, you'd, you'd say superhero comic book. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily go straight to sci-fi. Even, even for Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, if you're going for a genre first, you'd say comic book. Mm-hmm. Because while it is heavily sci-fi... It looks like it's from the pages of a comic book. Yeah, yeah. It very much feels that way. Whereas with Danny Villani, you would definitely have sci-fi from the centre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But like you said, I don't think he would because he's doing his he's doing his own thing. You know? Yeah. Although that being said, maybe he won't be working with Warner Brothers anymore. You never know. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because mass exodus. Their choices. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely could see that though. When you said Batman Beyond, it definitely seemed like if there was ever going to be one sort of thing that I could see him doing, it would be something like that. Because um, mm. he, you know, he's kind of a. He's not. He was, for a long time, he wasn't really a sci fi director until mm. I think Arrival and like Blade Runner. Um, and then since then, it's been kind of like. It's clearly like. It's clear that that is his main passion with storytelling. Mm. Um, so I definitely can see him sort of having that on the table and thinking maybe I'm not sure if he would do it but mm. I can definitely see him having a maybe moment with it um, I, I'd also say it'd be good to see him maybe in the limelight more like that because a lot of his films while they have they have got dedicated followings they're more niche followings I'd say yeah that's true like I don't think Blade Runner or its sequel are the kind of film that you know they're talked about a lot in sort of the circles that we're sort of in like on films Instagram and Twitter you know, mm. It's talked about a lot there, but in terms of, sort of wider recognition, mm-hmm. because Blade Runner 2047, while it's a phenomenal film, a lot of people think that, it didn't do very well at the box office. No, it definitely kind of flopped. <laughs> um, and so it would maybe be nice to see him get that kind of recognition, a wider recognition as well, mm-hmm. which inevitably comes whenever you're doing anything DC or Marvel related. Yeah. And I think he, and I think, you know, it's, we kind of say that it will never happen, but it is kind of crazy that Christopher Nolan did an entire trilogy. Yeah, I think of that every now and then. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that he just did a trilogy, and one, like the middle one is like regarded as one of the best films ever made by, you know, film people mm. like scholars. Even yeah. <laughs> um, he dropped that trilogy was like dropping the mic and exiting. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's I can definitely see him tackling that and doing a good job of it. Um, It'll be interesting to see him have a main character that's a younger sort of main character, because mm. usually true. he has he has very weary and old main characters. Mm. <laughs> um, although I guess there is some sort of uh, parallel with Sicario, with like a a young, new to the situation protagonist, mm. and just some questionable people around her, which mm. might be Bruce Wayne in this case. Um, mm. But yeah, I can totally see that as happening. But, yeah, he could even bring um, Timothy Chalamet over from Dune. Yeah, totally can. And I think he, I think Timothy Chalamet 
as much as he does love non-blockbuster films, I can definitely see him wanting to do one at some point. <laughs> mm. um, I think I think it's weird in that people obviously talk about the fact that actors in these things often often don't want to do comic book films, but I think generally I think actors do want to do them. I, yeah, I think so. As Ob- well. Obviously, yeah. you have the fact that they're going to get paid more than they would for an indie project, mm-hmm. but you do generally get the sense that people do want to be involved in it. Like I was watching, um, I watched an interview fairly recently, just because I was, you know, I was surfing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I watched an interview with um, Sophie Di Martino, I think that's the, the surname, mm-hmm. who is uh, Sylvie in Loki, and she's oh, yeah. like it was like a genuine enthusiasm. She's an actress that's mostly done sort of BBC comedies in the past. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not overly familiar with her. She but, is know, in. Sorry? I just realised recently that there's like a TikTok that told me this. Um, she is in an episode of Friday Night Dinner. Is she? Yeah, and I just thought that was crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah, so that kind of thing, and so, and you can tell that she she's genuinely excited about being in the MCU, and mm-hmm. I think it's probably something that not that a lot of actors do actually want want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And the thing about like from a, a practical sense, being in the MCU or any sort of franchise that's kind of solidified itself in pop culture, it kind of means that you have a stable job for a while. Hmm. <laughs> Which is rare as an actor, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I can I can see people like Tim, Timothy Charmelier um, kind mm. of wanted to do it at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Sophie DiMartino is great, by the way. I wanted to get that in there. Yeah, she is. I think she's great. Totally. Yeah. Um, my first pick is an interesting one because we have. A name that is famous for being against the comic book movie, mm-hmm. um, or at least against the idea of like just blockbusters taking over. I guess um, I would love to see Scorsese make a Lex Luthor movie, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's one of the few characters that I can see him tackling and having a passion for doing. And it's not just because we had a Todd Phillips Joker movie. Mm-hmm. And he kind of produced it. I think it also is because Lex Luthor is just like a an iconic kind of grounded, somewhat in reality character who is brains over bronze and all, all that sort of thing. And I think he's such a he kind of parallels a lot of protagonists from Scorsese's films, like well, The Wolf of Wall Street, for example. The main character is a guy who's always after power and more money and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luthor is very much that like kind of archetype of a character um and just looking at his philosophy i can just there is something about the idea of him tackling uh a comic book movie that is about a really powerful rich white man trying to get more powerful and rich um and seeing how that affects him um and he could he could really surprise that surprises by giving lex Luthor kind of a bit more humanity than he usually gets um but yeah, I just think it's Scorsese's interesting, and I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast about his like opinions on comic book movies. Um, but he's definitely, I don't know, I can just see him doing it um, well. I can't see him doing it by choice, but I can see him doing it pretty well for a Lex hmm. Luthor movie. I'm not sure about a Batman movie. 
Yeah, I think it would have to be one that's more grounded. Yeah, definitely. I obviously I don't see him really doing a comic book film, but I certainly don't see him doing one that involves big metal suits and yeah. and beams, beams of light, and laser beams, and yeah, and whatever. But I, I, I do agree. I think he'd be good at one. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. If you were to give him one that really had like a like you said like a character that is more of a villain type figure and mm-hmm. is familiar to what he's done before, I think he would knock it out of the park. Yeah, I think. I mean, looking at his filmography, it's. I don't really think he's made a like a blockbuster kind of action thing at all. Um, no. Very much thrillers and comedies and stuff like that. But I don't know. I I think this is in his wheelhouse maybe, and I think. I yeah, like you said, I can't really imagine him doing. Spider-Man or like Batman Beyond, I can't imagine him thinking, you know what, when I'm 70 years old, I'm going to do a sci-fi film about this character that I have no idea who he is. <laughs> um, but I think he can definitely read a script potentially for a Lex Luthor film and kind of see where it could go. Um, and it's kind of fascinating to me that he, in one interview, I think he said like he he watched one of the movies from the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and it always fascinates me like wonder which one was it? <laughs> and because like if it's the Dark World, then sure. <laughs> but it was like a two thousand and three Daredevil film. That's fine. <laughs> I can get why you'd be so against them from that. <laughs> but I don't know. It's always interesting to me to see what what kind of made him go. These definitely aren't for me. Um, I just I just always wondered that. <laughs> He's probably just seen Batman. Well, he's seen Batman nineteen eighty eight. Um, the Keaton, first Keaton one, I thought. I don't like yeah. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. I mean, I was... I, got, I can't remember where, like, where I saw this, but he definitely has seen uh, the Raimi Spider-Man like, films, I think. Mm. And it was interesting because he had very positive things to say about it. Um, oh, I see. I know, which was... It took me... And it was like an interview from the time, like when they were coming out as well. It wasn't like a recent mm. one. Um, so I just wonder if them becoming, because I guess even at the time of Spider-Man, they weren't the main blockbuster kind of genre. Um, mm. I wonder if it's if it's just a part of them becoming the main genre of blockbusters that have kind of ruined it for him. I guess I don't know. It's maybe it's, the popularity of it. Yeah, and I I think he probably equates a lot of it to connecting it to you know streaming winning out of cinemas. Um, mm. Which is definitely, you know, an argument to be had and definitely a case to be made, but I don't know, I just can, I just would love to see him one day randomly announce he's going to do one and, like, just see how it goes. <laughs> like, imagine Robert De Niro as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yeah. CGI young face. <laughs> it could work. Yeah. Probably work I, with those actors. Maybe not. But also, like, he is, I guess... Broadening it out to like CGI, I guess now with the mm. Irishman. Sure well, he did might. do um, he did do uh, what's the Hugo? Mm-hmm. Which was that's kind true. of CGI'd. I guess that's that's his most conventional. I film, think I am guess. I am I thinking um, of a different film? No, yeah. no, Hugo is a is his film, um, and it is very yeah. much. It, yeah, it is quite special effects heavy. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can just see it happening one day. Mm. Um, I hope it happens because it'd be really funny to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you agree? I agree. I think I think he would he would do it well, but 
it's never really going to happen. Even if it is DC at this point, he's mm. kind of he's kind of ruled himself out of comic book things in general, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh well, there are other directors. Yeah, yeah. Let him let, let him do what he do. Let him do what he's yeah. good at. Leave him to do his yeah. his uh, have his crime films because you know he's, he's, he's not bad of... at them. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of earned it. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe after all these years, he has learned the right to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you want to move on to your next choice? We can do. Um, so my my next one is I kind of cheated with this one. Because technically he is going to go and produce some superhero films. Oh. But um, this one is J.J. Is Abrams. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, and we, we have covered his sort of version of, of Superman. Um, mm-hmm. we, when we were doing films that we nearly made, we talked about his scripts or scripts for mm-hmm. Superman in the early, early noughties, which included Kryptonian ninjas called Basal. Yep, <laughs> which I'll never, I'll never forget. And Kryptonian karate. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and reasonably so, I think he his. You know, a lot of the people that hate him hate him because he, in their view, he doesn't really stick to what's established. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it, it's hard to argue against. I mean, I would argue that's that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people do consider it a big deal. But I would like him. I would like to see him do a comic book film and direct it, mainly because of the energy he can bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in terms of action directors, there aren't action sci-fi directors. There aren't many that can top his level of energy, and just for sheer entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, say what you want about Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, which people have done. Yeah, <laughs> you can't deny you know that energy and that that dedication to it and it's just it's always moving mm-hmm. and it's always trying its best to be entertaining for people whether or not it reaches people emotionally in the way that those people want to be reached because yeah. we all know that comic book fans can be can be picky yeah it's very um, true <laughs> right sometimes rightly sometimes wrongly that's mm-hmm. worth being said yeah um and and so, so the, this is probably when it's going to get even even more uh, contentious. I'd like to see him be thrown into Spider-Man. Really? Hmm. Hmm. I, I know he did, because um, if you remember, it might have been a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Um, sorry, the phone's ringing. If you can hear that, I'm sorry. Vaguely in the background. <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry, wait, there we go. So the um, I, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Do you remember the, when they the Spider Man Instagram or Twitter posted like a number four in webbing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone thought it was Spider Man four until the next day when um, it was a three, then a two, then a one. Uh, yeah. If I believe rightly, that was a countdown for a comic that JJ Abrams wrote with his. With, I think it might have been with his dad or something. I think it might have been with his son. With his maybe. son. With, with yeah. His son. Um, yeah. I haven't heard of it since, so I can imagine that people loved it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, I think he'd, he'd have that level of energy for it. I mean, I think you'd need somebody there with him to rein him down and say to him, I'm sorry, JJ, but if you do this, they will murder you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
you, you, you need that person to bank you. You need like a Lawrence Kasdan to the, to George Lu- to the George mm-hmm. Lucas um, with J.J. Abrams. But I think he'd have that energy and I think he'd have the enthusiasm to really carry off quite a quite an energetic style story. Yeah. Um, I think he'd have like a big Spider-Man story. I don't think he'd do the little low-key moments well. You know, even if you threw him in with me with the Sinister Six, I think you'd, go, you'd mm-hmm. get a good film on J.J. Abrams there. Yeah. Um, I, I know he's obviously more with DC at the minute and he's doing more producing things mm. but yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see uh, what he could bring to like a, a Marvel film yeah I, I mean I think I think I definitely agree with the idea that he could handle a big Spider-Man movie very well mm. um, I can imagine him you know like I can imagine him very well kind of shooting and uh, scripting the idea of a character who has so many things that he has to do at the same time that the pressure is too much. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine him doing that very well because you could argue that a lot of his films are trying to do too much at the same time. Mm. <laughs> um, it would be kind of meta. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine him doing that. I just... I'm I, I, trying to think about him doing, you know... And not to say that every film, film has to be the same kind of, you know, tone or whatever, but... I'm trying to imagine him doing like Aunt May and Peter Parker talking about rent money. Like, mm. on, or I'm just trying to imagine him thinking about that and thinking, yes, we're definitely doing that scene and spending at least four minutes on it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'd agree. I don't think I don't think he'd prioritize that as much as it should be yeah. prioritized. Yeah, I think he would do a very good montage of that happening, mm. um, or like you know, a situation kind of thing where it's four things happening at the same time and it's kind of a spinning shot of like it happening <laughs> I don't know like, like you can do like I, the, the way I always imagine it would be like if you know the opening scene of Star Trek and it's the birth of Kirk whilst um, the there's a spaceship happening and they're getting destroyed and there's a wormhole and time travel is happening and but it's still it is still very emotional it's still very kind of it works very well because of the music and the directing of that sequence so I can imagine him, you know, handling, I don't know, a romance, romantic, romantic situation with MJ in the middle of a big battle very well. Um, mm. But I just can't, I'm just trying to get my head around him spending like a minute of a shot just on Peter Parker's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can't really imagine it very well, which is kind of odd. Um, even though I do, because it sounds like I don't like his films, but for the most part, I love his films. Um I just don't know about adapting that style of filmmaking to a character who I prefer to uh, to be a kind of more slow-paced, day-to-day kind of character. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely see him handling uh, a Sinister Six movie or, yeah, like, mm. I guess a multiverse movie even. Um, so yeah, I know, yeah, I could definitely see it. And I don't think he would... Out of all the directors we've named so far, he's probably the most likely to do it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to your next one? Yeah. Um, my next one, I think it's kind of the one that's been, people would like to see universally, I think. Um, David Fincher's Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just thinking about how well he could handle a detective mystery Batman story. Mm. And you could definitely argue that we're going to get that now with Matt Reeves' uh, Batman film. Um, but, you know, it's just like a dream come true to have the idea of 
the guy behind Fight Club and Seven and Gone Girl and Zodiac mm. and uh, Social Network and Mr. Girl. Thriller. Yeah, Mr. Thriller, man. Um, something about the idea of him tackling and seeing what his interpretation of that would be. Um, would he go gothic or would he go realistic? Or would he go, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't, you never kind of really predict with it um, where they're going to go um, with that character because Batman is such a... And can you go back to the 60s? Yeah, he could do. Never know. Like, he could do a really dark 60s thriller, but in the 60s costume. <laughs> you never know. Um, but I think we said it before in the podcast that the Batman character is probably one of the most kind of malleable and changeable characters in the comic book kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At one moment, he's bright and campy and full of joy, and he's got, you know, a best friend, and the next minute he's like, murdering people with his bare hands <laughs> um and yeah i just find it so interesting the idea, the idea of a, a david fincher kind of really complex mystery that incorporates whatever his take is on the villains as well um and yeah i could just i could see him doing it very well i don't think he would be interested in doing that um no he's very much a, a anti-blockbuster kind of person I would say um, or at least anti kind of the bright and cheerful movies because <laughs> um, I think I've, I've even heard, heard him talk before about this and he's just and again credit to him because he's amazing at doing it but he is very much against the idea of people you know the actors and actresses looking amazing during the entire movie and you know glamorizing anything and stuff like that um, so yeah I can I'd rather see him do Batman more than anything else because I feel like he would invoke it with a lot of genuine, grounded, like, complex mysteries. Um, yeah, I think he'd be the closest match. Yeah, and I just want to see his take on, a, on Batman's character as well. I wonder if he will go down the Tim Burton route and not really explore him that much, or would he go full-on just like, what is Batman? <laughs> um, <laughs> which we have gotten in very various ways. Um, in the past couple decades, really. Um, but yeah, I can imagine him doing that and doing it very well. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think he would do it really well. I mean, I know there was a little bit of talk about him, like people thinking he should do uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, it's true. Which is kind of very similar, but I, I think given given the current situation and what, what Marvel aimed to do, it definitely wouldn't wouldn't work. I don't, I don't, I don't see David Fincher compromising anything, even if it is like, because the MCU doesn't really ask, ask like a, doesn't put that that much of a constraint on people anymore. Mm-hmm. Even then, I don't think Fincher would would get along in that system. I think it would be, give me Batman and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Yeah, he would. Um, and do you think it'd be like a one and done sort of thing? Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think he, I don't think has, has he ever done a sequel before. I don't think he has. I don't think so. No. Unless you count Mindhunter, because yeah. there were two series of that. I guess, yeah, I guess. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I think I think he would be able to do it. Like especially you know having seen Mindhunter and seeing all these sort of psychological thrillers, he he would be the perfect person to delve into the psyche of of Batman. Maybe even an older Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Do you realise that Batman is always either too young or too old in the movies? He's never, never lazy. No, he's never, like, even Christian Bale, like, he's only Batman for about a year, and he mm-hmm. gets his 
his leg broken and he comes back for a bit and kind of dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not there for long. It's not like a... And then, and then you've got, I suppose, Ben Affleck's a lot closer, but even then, like the kind of story they use, they framed it like as if he was older. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. Hmm. But yeah, I, th- I, think he'd, I think he'd do well with that, but probably won't happen, ever. Yeah. I was kind of just imagining him. And also, you know, he is very... He kind of loves using CGI in very subtle ways. Mm. Um, so I find that interesting, the, the idea of a very subtle, grounded Batman movie with his kind of knowledge of CGI at, at like, the kind of the forefront. Um, because he does use it very well, um, which is kind of rare for a acclaimed, popular director, I guess. I don't know. Mm. There's something about... You don't really think about Scorsese using CGI, and you don't really think about, you know, Aronofsky or whatever using CGI. Yeah. But even Christopher happen. Nolan, who's you know big blockbuster guy, doesn't doesn't like using CGI. Yeah, yeah, it's it's odd when you think about it, and it's, it doesn't happen often. But I can see him doing that very well and incorporating the special effects into the characters very well. Um, mm. But yeah, do you want to go to your next one? I can do. Um... So, um, this is, yeah, this is kind of a cheat one. Because technically speaking, he has done a comic book film. I just don't think he'd do one at the moment. Right, okay. Or at any point in the future. And that man is Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I obviously attached to Ant-Man, left Ant-Man, went his own way. Um, and he did do a comic book film because he did, um, what's it called? Scott Pilgrim. That's the one. Yeah. Um, he did Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I think it was a comic book. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I don't see him doing one now because he's very much hit his own stride with Baby Driver and The Last Night in Soho. He definitely seems to be going down the more indie side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is good for him. I, 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 I like Baby Driver, I think it's good. And Hot Fuzz is probably my, one of my favourite action films ever. Same, yeah. Um... <laughs> So, I think whatever he does will be good. But I do think it's kind of. When I look about like at the MCU, and I, I, as I've said before, I love the MCU, and there's very little I think I would change. I love it for all of it. But one of the things I do mm. think is maybe a missed opportunity is that Edgar Wright wasn't involved. It it genuinely it pains me. <laughs> yeah, it. I think with his sort of energy and his style of comedy. They would have sued Ant-Man so well. Him and Paul Rudd together would have been magic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, I, I do I do think what we've got is fine. <laughs> I do still like Paul Rudd in the role, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it, but I do think it would have been good to see what Edgar Wright could have brought to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what, what he would do now if you were to give him, give him one, or if you had one in mind for him. I don't, don't quite know what it would be. I think it would have to be a... Quite an upbeat one. Quite yeah, I can imagine him. I can imagine him doing kind one. of a, kind of a B character, a mm. character you don't really think about as the main kind of hero, I guess. Mm, I think um, I, I suppose that being said, in the, the opposite direction, I think he could he could do a Fantastic Four. Yeah, I can see him doing. I can see him handling all of those characters very well, like together. Because mm. um, I don't really think I've seen a Edgar Wright film and thought he's doing too much. Um, no. So I feel like he could handle that entire dynamic with, with a villain and a plot very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, I, th- I think he's definitely more lined up with Marvel than he would be with DC. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would it would it would have been great to see. I asked it was to be, but it would have been great to see what he could have done. Yeah, I can imagine him also doing maybe a Harley Quinn movie. I suppose so. Of. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, if yeah. If, yeah, if he was on the DC side, he probably would. Yeah. He'd do well, one of the more colourful ones, I think. Well, you could like at the like... moment because at the moment, while obviously DC does have a colourful range of of characters, at the moment they are very much considered to be more grittier and darker. Yeah, often, um, yeah. I think we're slowly seeing that change now with Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I think, given the fact that Warner Brothers don't have the sort of the same the same rules that Disney have, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going to get more darker films with, with Warner Brothers and DC than you will with Marvel. So you're always going to have that aspect of it being associated with darker things. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I could, yeah, I think you could... But also, he's doing a horror movie now, so I can imagine mm. him. I can now definitely imagine him, and also, Shaun the Dead is kind of a horror film. Um, mm. I can definitely imagine him kind of doing a bit of a dark hearted comedy, maybe. Um, yeah. Like, I was going to say that, that I think he could even do a pretty light hearted, fun, but maybe a bit dark and kind of scary uh, Joker movie. Because I'm just thinking okay, about him, yeah. Yeah. how his spin, like, and not, not talking about, like, you know, Joker as we come to know him very recently as kind of either, you know, very realistic kind of personal clown makeup and, you know, society and all this sort of thing. Um, I try and I imagine more like a, he's a comic book villain Joker. He is... Like a Mark Hamill type thing. Yeah, he uses, you know, uh, flowers with acid in them to kill people and all that sort of thing. Like mm. he has all the, the jokes and gadgets sort of thing. Um, I can imagine him doing that very in an interesting kind of way, and I can even make I can even see him trying to make out of that a story of a villain becoming like an anti-hero sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I can imagine him doing putting a very weird and light-hearted spin on a dark character. Um, yeah, I yeah I definitely want to see him do something in the comic genre because he clearly he clearly would do it because he was going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, things went awry. <laughs> yeah. What, what what was was? Yeah, shame. <laughs> Have you got um, another one? Yeah, this is my. I think this is my last one. I think. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So this is a bit of a weird one. I don't really know if I thought it out properly, but <laughs> it's interesting. That's the best one. That's the best yeah. kind of one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Darren Aronofsky. Okay. Um, doing a Professor X movie. And I... Oh, that is a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Because I looked through his filmography, I was like, okay, a Black Swan, Requiem for, Re- uh, Requiem for a Dream, uh, Mother, The Fountain, uh, The Wrestler as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And this sort of thing, things like that. And I just... I don't know. He's a filmmaker that... My favourite films from him are his kind of paranoid kind of thriller movies, um, like Requiem for a Dream and uh, Black Swan. Which are both films that kind of slowly become horror films, um, and I just want to—I could imagine him doing Professor X because I imagine, kind of imagining a, a horror spin on it, where it's kind of, what is the kind of mental aspect of being he- able to hear everyone's voice at the same time? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of thinking about just sort of this kind of separating. Professor X from the X-Men and all that sort of thing, like kind of like the Joker movie and all that sort of thing, where you just kind of forget the actual comic history for a bit 
and kind of just use the fundamental aspects of the character and trying to imagine a very mm. weird, dark, symbolic movie um, from Darren Aronofsky about a guy who can just hear everyone's thoughts and can think about, you know, he can he knows everyone's thinking around him and all that sort of thing. And it becomes kind of a more of a debilitating sort of thing to him. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a weird one. I don't see him doing it at all. <laughs> Would you but, maybe think of having uh, Xavier be younger or older? I think I think younger. Do you like he's first discovering his powers kind of thing? Yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. Where it's kind of too much at the same time. That we mm. kind of did see in films like Disney. Yeah, Days of Future Past, where it was kind of a Xavier that was kind of broken down um, from his kind of uh, power and experiences. Um, mm-hmm. But I can just imagine just something about the idea that kind of really interests me about a director. A director is kind of controversial as that guy is sometimes. Um, making a film like a Professor X film about the horror of being so in touch with everyone else around you mm-hmm. um yeah this is definitely a weird one <laughs> um, do you at all like see this happening maybe <laughs> i i have to confess i don't think i've seen a darren aronofsky film oh really i've not I, seen black swan i haven't seen requiem i think you would enjoy black swan quite a lot oh okay it, it, it's definitely dark and horrific and unsettling, but I don't know. I Let like me just have it. a little look, see if I have. Um, Aaron, <laughs> Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. He's, kind of a, he's kind of like a... Mm, kind of like a Brian De Palma kind of person who's kind of all about the, the paranoia sometimes. Mm. Um, I like him to have mother. Uh, oh, it's mother him. Okay. Um, I yeah. haven't seen that either. Um, no, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a single one of these films. Oh. He did the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he did the wrestler too. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's probably his most kind of popular film. It's definitely, I don't know, it's kind of, uh, it's still a dark film and unsettling, but it is still, you know, interesting. <laughs> Poster says, "Witness the resurrection of Mickey Rock <laughs> in Darren yeah. Aronofsky's deeply affecting film." Yeah, that was a big thing at the time. Mickey Rock's coming back, and then he did Iron Man 2, and that was it. <laughs> and he was gone again. Yeah, he's gone again. <laughs> the fickle yeah, world of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know people, people rave about um, Black Swan as well. There's one of the um, one of the people that I talk to on Instagram sometimes. I know he he really is a fan of Black Swan and Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I keep... This is probably going to sound... This is going to offend a lot of people when I say this. I often confuse the names Darren Aronofsky and the um, and Roman Polanski. Oh, okay. which is not something you want to mix up. Yeah, that's not a mistake. Considering one, one of them, one of them's a, a thoroughly dodgy bloke. Yeah, very dodgy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no good, no good. <laughs> Aronofsky's the good one. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, I I just realised actually just now. Um, there was a, per- a period of time where he was going to do a Batman movie, uh, Aronofsky. So, sorry, sorry, what are you saying? There's a, there's a period of time where he was going to do a Batman movie. Um, was Aaron- that? Yeah, like, before the Batman Begins, it was like... Really? It was either, yeah, he was going to do very similar to Christopher Nolan. He was going to, he was going to do, like, a Batman Year One sort of thing. 
Um, but yeah, and then it didn't happen because I think he went too dark, maybe. <laughs> um, Which is saying something. He went, if you get too dark with Batman. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, it was very early on in his career, so I imagine it was like an alluring kind of this will solidify me as a director if I do this well. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see him doing it now, but it wouldn't 100% surprise me because he did have mm. that attachment before that I just realised. Um, but yeah, definitely a weird one. And definitely, I think the big thing here is that we definitely want to see director director driven or whatever you want to call it, auteur driven films from in the genre. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're very used to kind of, I don't want to say middling films, but I definitely want to say kind of same, samey kind of free structure, big explosion at the end kind of, kind of thing. We are mm-hmm. kind of, even if we do love the films, it's definitely more often than not uh, abiding by that sort of formula. Um, and formulas, as bad as they get a rap for, they do work. <laughs> um, and it can work very well for these sort of franchise things. But every once in a while, you, you do need... I mean, if you, even, if you, even if you hate it, you do kind of need a, a Todd Phillips stroker every mm-hmm. once in a while. Just something um, to, to rock the boat a little bit. Yeah. And you need, you know... It's still weird to this day that we got three um, Batman movies from Christopher Nolan. Um, and each one... Even though they're very, they do form a cohesive like film franchise. They all feel very different. Um, they do, that's, yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's weird that we got that, and we were like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." <laughs> um, and yeah, I hope that we just get more weird and wonderful things from different directors. Mm. Which with Marvel we are getting. Yeah, we're definitely getting more of that. And do you think mm-hmm. Phase Phase Four after the big Avengers finale is led, leading into more kind of? Mm-hmm. weird and wacky of the Marvel universe mm-hmm. um, as, you know, as we said we, we alluded to Loki like earlier so mm-hmm. it's worth yeah. mentioning again because maybe I might be a little bit obsessed with it but you know <laughs> that's just part and parcel yeah yeah <laughs> yeah have you got a last pick or any of um, I know a few okay. Um, okay I'll just sort of rattle them off some of them yeah mm-hmm. um, so I was thinking again it's another person that's done comic book films before um i would say i'd I'd like to see guillermo del toro do the next blade film oh yeah come back for one yeah um also this is another one that i've seen a lot of people say um lee winnell for blade as well Mm. who is that lee winnell um in it upgrade oh yeah yeah and the recent invisible man Oh, okay, yeah. So that and kind of... uh, I think he co-created Thor. Oh, really? I think it's, it was um... Lee Winnell and Justin Lin. I think it might be James Wan. Maybe. James Wan. Yeah, Aquaman director. Yeah. Yes, it was um, James Wan. Yeah. Um, they both directed a film in the Fast and, Fast and Furious franchise, which is probably the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, um... Yes, yeah, so they got those two. I had just thrown down um, Gore Verbinski. Mm-hmm. Because I'm watching the Pirates of the Caribbean films at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, one interesting one that I saw someone else point out is Damien Chazelle. Mm. I don't know what he'd give him. Again, out of fear of maybe saying stuff we've already said in this podcast, but maybe Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's also um, weird to, to categorise when you have a director whose filmography includes Whiplash, La La Land and First Man. Yeah, very different films. 
Um, what was one? I actually have Justine Lin on my list. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and then the final one uh, would be, it's two people, but together, it would be Danny Boyle and Alex Garland. Ooh, okay. Because together they did, um, writing, um, with Boyle directing and Garland writing, they did 28 Days Later and um, Sunshine, which I watched recently, and Sunshine's a great film. Sunshine is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I yeah, want to get that out of there. But I think, you know, bring them in. Again, I think maybe you'd have to nudge them towards the DC. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't think they'd do well with the, the 12 constraints. Mm-hmm. But again, I think Batman with some really weird villains, I go proper weird with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I can see them doing a very kind of... Te- yeah, techno... Uh, technological kind of character. Um, mm. Just trying to think about which Cyborg? Are... Yeah, could do. Yeah. Um, um, I'll be honest, my knowledge of Marvel characters is better than my knowledge of DC characters. Same. After, yeah, that is true of me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he... I think them two together could definitely do a very weirdly like introspective kind of film um, about being whatever superhero it might be because um, mm. I mean Ex Machina by Alice Garland is very much a film about people in a room talking about AI and it is amazing uh, for like two hours it is, it's mm-hmm. great throughout the entire thing they so could do def- something with Ultron maybe yeah they could do yeah bring him back <laughs> yeah. do a little side story for uh, they could do a Disney Plus show about Ultron they could like Ultron make any comeback yeah yeah Back in the groove. Could do Ultron. Like, he's on a memory stick and he's washed up on the Californian beach and he's, he's learning to learning yeah. to love humanity. Yeah, it's going to be a slow process, but he'll get there. <laughs> it's like a yeah. It's like one of these buddy cop things. He'll meet someone on the street and they'll become friends and it'll all be about learning to love humanity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's sort of all of mine. Oh, okay. I like I like all of our ideas. I think <laughs> this can go very well if we get. We've got quite the universe there. Yeah, yeah. Good luck on the same year. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Yeah, because I think everyone kind of wants to have really weird and surprising directors or creative people kind of tackle these big IPs essentially, and mm. um, I think. I think we deserve it every once in a while. And I don't even think... I think you totally agree with me that it's not even a bad thing to get a film by a indie director doing a blockbuster from, from Marvel because we get very good films from them. Um, we do. We're very excited. We're very excited for Black Widow coming out tomorrow? Is I think it's it cinema, cinema release tomorrow and then it's on Disney Plus Friday. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. The <laughs> Premier Access thing. You're not getting it for free. Yeah. I'd rather go to the cinema and see it now. <laughs> I think, just for the moment, I think I will probably watch it on Disney+, Plus just to be safe. Mm. Okay, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame um, but, you, really. But, you know, I wouldn't hold it against anybody if they did go to the cinema, because yeah. people are braver than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, it's been a long while since that film was advertised, <laughs> and is now it, we're here. Is it a year later, or is it two years? It's is definitely it five? a year it's definitely a year later, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, 
definitely a lot of fun to imagine all these different possibilities. Um, and what we've learned really is that Batman is, is a very malleable character, and any director can just do him, really. Any director, get him mm-hmm. in. They can do it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, just to remind you, do you have a podcast, uh, Instagram account, sorry, um, at, at Marvelous Cinema Podcast. Uh, we do reviews during the week and a podcast every week. I uh, hope you uh, can give us a like or a follow or a comment or even a message. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be lovely. Um, also, the same thing on yeah, the same thing on Twitter at Cinema Marvelous. The same thing over there. Uh, reviews during the week, podcast every week. Uh, feel free to like, retweet, quote, tweet, uh, fleet. <laughs> Um, message or just throw your phone out the window. Do what you want. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how you feel if you want to throw your phone out the window. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye.